hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Well, hello there. Dun, 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 dun. Long time no see. Oh my God. <laughs> it um, feels like forever. It really does. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I should tell you, I have you now pinned um, on my phone as one of my top contacts. Like so in your text messages? Yeah, yeah. It's literally Wait, like. Wait, I'm only just now pinned? Well, because I didn't know other people. I didn't know this until literally like a few days ago that I could do okay, this. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't aware. I wasn't up with the technologies. Um, I literally have you, Pierre, my mom, and Ami, just so that you know mm. you're one of my important people in life. Don't make me cry. Yeah, you know it's like the, it's like our top eight from back when MySpace was a day. Remember that? Like I I I saw one time on on our friend on Paul, our you know our guest host. Yeah. Um, I told I've uh, I saw that I'm like not pinned on his phone, but me and Mark are pinned on on his phone. I literally decided, I was like, I don't think I can be here. I need to go home. Cause he was like, well, you're, you're pinned here with Mark. And I was just like, first of all, I'm in position like 14. Second of all, it's, I, I was very upset about it. Anyway, I take that very seriously. <laughs> yeah. I remember when top eight was a thing. Was it top 10 or top eight? Top eight, girl. Oh my God. And remember when like you would get petty and really angry with people on MySpace and then like you would literally go in, do your little coding thing, change it to like more emo music and then like mm-hmm. remove people off mm-hmm. of the list or like change oh, yeah. the, yeah. And then like next day at school, it was like very passive aggressive. Those were the days. The good old days, man. The good when old like days. your MySpace top eight was really like your dramatic life telenovela. Like those were the days. Those were the days. Did you watch that, um, that movie on Netflix? It dropped a couple of weeks ago with Rebel Wilson. It's called senior year. No, but I have it on my list. I'm going to watch it without okay. Pierre. Cause Pierre gets weird about, you know, me watching like sillier type films. Um, he will literally sit there and be like, do we have to watch this? Can we watch something else? And I'll be like, you tell me what the fuck to watch, sir. Because I'm not going to so, go down the list of trying to figure out what to watch. Oh my gosh! Well, no, you should watch it. It's, I mean, it's not it's cinematic, cute. you know. It's masterpiece. cute, but I definitely watched it, and I was like, I had a moment where I was like, oh my god, I love this song. It was like Mandy Moore Candy. Like she had like twisties in her. It would. You're gonna like be like, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking old. First of all, you're gonna have that moment, and then you're, but then you're also just gonna like, let, you're gonna be so happy. That like mm-hmm. the nineties did and two thousands did happen. Yeah. And that you got to live it. And you're gonna feel so good about it. And I'm so excited to hear how you feel about the show. Yay. Is it a show or a film? I'm sorry, the movie. Okay, cool. The I'm movie. Like, I didn't watch the end of it because once they were back in twenty twenty two, I had no fucking interest. But for the first half of it, when you know, again, it's very like like, you know. It's very nostalgic. So I want to hear how it goes. I had no fucking interest. Report back. 2022 is a la ghetto. We're good. Let's go back. We're done. Let's go back to the 90s Um, and early 2000s, please. (laughs) No, I swear to God. I literally was like, I was jamming out. I was like, oh my God. It it just, it feels very good to watch it. And I'm so happy that they got it right. If you ask me. 
Okay, so it's like a feel okay. good movie for us ninety for basically our millennials is is what you're saying. Yes, for the old people. The yes, old people. Um, but it's very good. It's cute, and it, I will say it. It also was like a very interesting perspective of like what teens are like Gen Z teens because I feel like I don't even know are they still Gen Z if they're in high school. Uh, mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, what teenagers are like, I was like, oh my God, these kids are talking about like advocacy and, um, you know, they were talking about just like environmental health and I, it was just like, and I was like, oh my God, kids are so much more like mature in a lot of ways where we were sitting here arguing over top eight and here they are talking about like, actual climate you know, change in the end of the world. It, yeah. That, but climate change and also just like inclusion and all these things. And I was like, wow, my life was very different when I was, you know, in high school. Again, I'm not saying it wasn't better, oh but I loved it. Just watch it and come back to me on that. Actually, Let's now that I think about it next week, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, these kids are growing up to like a lot more darkness and seriousness in the world. Yes. And yes. because of the We're not ease, that we, we can't, I know, I know, <laughs> but like ease of access it, yeah. of information probably allows it to be so. So people are constantly inundated with information, especially when, you know, it's yeah. it's all that there is out there. Uh, but today, I will say there's a lot of bad shit happening in the world, but we're going to keep it light because that's what we do here at The Basic and The Brain. But I do want to acknowledge yeah. that we are aware of all of the shit that's going on in the world. Um, but like I said, we're here to create a platform of just like getting away from it. Escapism, if you will. It's my favorite coping mechanism. <laughs> Mine is wine. But yes. <laughs> um, we all have our vices, yes. <laughs> A hundred, a hundred percent. Um, but that is not the point of today's episode. That because is true. There's not enough Prozac in this house. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm not joking. enough Prozac, Prozac, not enough Xanax. Um, no. I don't take Prozac. My, do- my dogs do. But, um, and they need anyway, it. <laughs> we, <laughs> they're still problematic. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about today. So I feel like we should jump right into it. I know. Especially now that, you know, it's been a week or so um, since the beloved, I mean, I say beloved, but we all know that I'm fucking lying, um, Kardashian-Barker wedding. Um, what are your thoughts overall? Because I'm going to be honest, like our, one of our latest TikTok videos went semi-viral with the level of views that we got, but also the level of engagement. Like people were real heated about her goddamn dress. Like lots of people had comments to say. That's the most engagement I think we've seen in a while. Yes, which thank you, by the way, for that. No. Um, so first of all, I appreciate you giving me a full week to digest the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so many details that came out about it. Um, and the fun or I think fun fact about <laughs> about that clip that we posted, I was actually talking about the black dress that she wore to like I think the engaged the the um, uh, rehearsal dinner or whatever, when she had the black lace veil with the blue lace on the bottom of it. Anyway, um, and I think she had like the the Virgin Mary Mary, on her chest. Which by the way, I'm sorry, don't mean to interrupt you, but also kind of mean to interrupt you because uh, I know that the Kardashian clan are like religious. I did not know that they were that religious. Um, They're not religious as in Kris Jenner owns a fucking church. Yeah, sure. Call them religious. But like, yeah, it's wearing crucifixes and like the Virgin Mary and all this shit. Also, 
like, okay. So to go back really quickly to the, to the post that we shared that people had a lot of opinions on, um, first of all, it, it actually was quite fitting and everyone thought I was talking about her, her wedding dress because lo and behold, it was the same fucking thing. Just, just in, in white. white. Yeah. Um, number one, number two, the dress was still ugly. Sorry. It was just like, you're sitting here again, everyone's wearing crucifixes. You're having this like super quote unquote Christian wedding. Cause I don't think that they're Catholic. But at the end of the day, your entire fucking vagina is out. I literally see your clitoris as you have the Virgin Mary on your fucking back. The veil is beautiful, but like, girlfriend, I dare you to try to wear that into a Catholic church. Let's see what happens. You will go up in flames. That's all I have to say about that. So, I can't. I, just, um, I mean, also, the whole family that night, like, I don't know what Kim was on that night. The only dresses I really liked were Kendall and Kylie's because it was like very toned down. I liked the floral print. Um, I thought it was classy. But it also didn't seem to fit anything else. Like everyone else had that like gothic, yeah. you know. Chris Jenner like, wasn't everyone... wearing anything gothic. Oh, oh my God. I forgot. Chris Jenner, I really liked her dress. Wait, okay. Hold on. Before we talk about the fashion and all the other things that happened, we'll talk yeah. about Kendall Jenner having to like put on Birkenstocks and then walk like a, a, a baby calf. That just, ha- yeah, it was, like, I don't even on? know. She looked like a baby giraffe that just was birthed and like doesn't know how to walk. But I mean, the entire weekend was literally a Dolce and Gabbana ad. So... I, um, my, one of my best friends, Moro, he actually texted my, we, in, you know, one of my group chats and was just like, do you see this? Like, like, you know, everything is Dolce & Gabbana. And at that point I hadn't like, you know, connected the dots. And I was like, oh, I wonder if her dress is going to be Dolce & Gabbana. And so that's like the lead up to it. Yeah. But I then heard that like, you know, DNG, um, I, I guess, you know, that this was like their attempt to reboot their brand and kind of become more relevant in 2022, mm-hmm. which also not necessarily something that I realized like they weren't necessarily like a top fashion brand anymore because, you know, Dolce Gabbana, everybody knows who they are. You, 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 like everybody knows them, but it, 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 I realized like, Oh shit. Like sunglasses. Nobody fucking wants a pair of DNG sunglasses. Nobody's like, let me get a Dolce Gabbana bag or even shoes. So I was like, Oh shit. They really are like, yeah. not what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it's like fascinating that they, it appears that they like, I think they hosted the wedding, which probably means they sponsored it. Obviously they gave them all the fashion 100%. and they hosted it literally at their state. Mm-hmm. Um, but they called the Kardashian family and I quote the most cheap people in the world. So yeah. Yeah. Ain't that something um, so it's actually hilarious because I remember you sending me an article about this and it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to the, I mean, we all know I am not the fashionista in, in this group. <laughs> like we're all quite aware of this. Clearly I am in my white t-shirt and <laughs> shorts, blue lemon shorts. But like you are, I think are like more aware of what's in season, what's not. Me on the other hand, like I'm very much like a jeans, black top, like my jean jacket and some like cute boots and shoes like that. Like I'm, I'm just not the fashionista in the group. Like we're very well aware of this. Um, so it kind of opened my eyes a bit to the fashion world and sort of fashion world scandal in general. Um, because yes, 
I do agree with you. This was definitely a massive PR stunt on Dolce and Gabbana's end of trying to revive their brand, even though hilariously they had just been talking shit about the Kardashians. But like, okay, cool. Um, and apparently, the reason why they're trying to reboot their brand is due to some ad that they had launched. It was like a video or film back in 2018, I believe it was, where they featured an Asian model who was struggling to eat like an array of Italian food. And um, apparently oh. it was part of like their DG Loves China campaign. They're trying to cater to the Chinese population or their Chinese clientele, I guess. Um, and there was like off screen a voice while he's like trying to eat these Italian foods. Basically, the voice was like mocking the model and saying like, let's use these small stick like things to eat our great pizza margarita because I guess he had chopsticks in the ad. I, I, what? <laughs> okay, I don't sorry, know continue. who told them that that was a good idea. Like, how did that pass through all of the levels of people that it needs to pass through within a company to get the final stamp of approval? Like, I'm just kind of curious. Girl, no, I don't even. We're, we're not. I, I have nothing to say to that because there's no reason for that. So, um, <laughs> but they did. They did some other shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, else this isn't. This isn't the only fucking thing. Um, if that doesn't irk you. The apparently back in 2015, Gabbana did an interview uh, with an, a very popular Italian magazine where he essentially said that like he doesn't agree with you know gay adoption and you know he doesn't agree with IVF. And hold up, let me pull up the quote. He said that they are children of chemistry, synthetic children, rented uterus, semen chosen from a catalog. Direct language that was utilized during the interview and. It's wild to me because Courtney is being very public about her IVF journey and fertility journey on the show and to know that she's going through that and still decided <laughs> to work with a brand that has, you know, said some pretty shitty things in that line. What? Like, are y'all well, really willing to sell your souls like that on... on I don't know. I was, well, it irked me. I mean, I know that we talked about this a little bit in our episode on Monday, but that's kind of exactly why I feel like I'm fucking tired of their shit. And I think a lot of people are just like tired of their shit, right? It's everything yeah. that we're just seeing from them. It's just like, literally they will stop at nothing to have everything like comped for them. And that's like fine, right? I get it. Don't get me wrong. I like free shit too. Um, but the, it's just like hypocrisy. But, uh, it's just like you, you, and also she's the one who sat here and said like, she wants to, you know, she doesn't want to be in a show anymore. She doesn't want bubble. And then like you, you have a family like combined net worth of many billions of dollars. You have two fucking private jets in your families. Like you could very well have paid for your wedding and then some by yourself and you know, all these things. And yet like you, you sold out for that. Like, I don't just feel so gross to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I also, you know, I think in general, like just someone dodging about it needs to fire their fucking PR person and get a new comms manager or something at the very least. Like it doesn't even, like, what are you even saying? It doesn't even make sense. Um, it's just, I, I, I just like, I, I just, I think it's so disgusting that that is where they're at, where she would just like, I don't know. Like, like I said on Monday, I feel like Courtney why we liked her was because she would have been the one to say like, yeah, I feel like she would have called someone out for doing that. And mm -hmm. now she's like, that's gross. Yeah. 
And like, like I, I want to know what Gabbana has to say about her drinking Travis's cum every day or whatever it is four <laughs> times a week. I will say, you know, you I think you phrased it quite eloquently and beautifully. Like you have X amount oh. of money in your family. And you could have done a, a beautiful fucking wedding with your own money, like gone above and beyond, even chosen an even grander, you know, venue, but in and better fashion, hundred percent. And you went and had these people sponsor apparently your wedding and dress you and do all these things for you and your family. And you just like sold your soul, sold your soul to the devil to a degree. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a hard pill to swallow, especially since I do agree with you. Like we all loved Courtney. I would have to say like, I loved Chloe and then Courtney was kind of like my second fave. Um, but yeah, Courtney was, I guess, more of like the real one who would call these types of things out. And now it's, you know, she's just a cog in the the machine of extreme wealth. I don't even think it's extreme wealth. I literally just feel like they are so pow. I think it's like power hungry. They don't need someone to pay for their wedding. They yeah. don't need somebody but what to fly power them somewhere. Are they getting from like having DNG, you know, host the wedding and dressing. Them. I think it's just, I think it's literally just the fact that like all of these brands are so desperate to have the Kardashian family, like stamp of approval yeah. because they know that that will convert to eyeballs. It will convert to people talking about them. It will convert to people buying their shit. All, you know, all of the above. But there's a part of me though that feels like this is kind of backfiring though on them because now the Kardashian clan is actually getting hate because all of this stuff is coming back to light. Well, yeah, but I also think it's because it's like they they've like hit us in every fucking way possible. Mm. You know, you know, in a three week span of time, you know, you have the whole like Marilyn Monroe dress thing. You have, um, you know, you have Kendall not knowing how to cut a cucumber. You have the wedding, you have that, like you have, you have the beyond meat thing. You have the private jet thing. Like it's just like, it's constant. Like it's constant. Is it, what is it? Barrage? Um, Look at me. I'm using some like fun terms today. You're using um, some big being, words, girl. Yes. You know, trying to be some, <laughs> I'm trying to be more French like you. Um, but yeah, like, no, I just, I kind of, I, I feel like it's just like, it's constant and it's in our face at all times. And yeah, for me, it's like, I don't look, don't get me wrong. If DNG wanted to fucking sponsor my wedding and fly me in and you know, 700,000 people, no, it was like 50, but whatever, fly me and my closest friends and family and dress us for the weekend. First of all, I would have never worn that hideous dress with my clitoris hanging out. But if it was something else that, that like I'm, I'm poor, so I can take that. But the fact is like, I need that. Like she doesn't need that. And I think that mm-hmm. that's why it's so gross. Like yeah. to me and to you and to everyone else who like, like even you who doesn't even give a shit about fashion. Gen- yeah. Sorry. That was a little aggressive, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Sorry. That's, that's why you can be aggressive about like it. <laughs> No, 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 it's totally fine. No offense taken over here. (laughs) No, but I'm saying like the fact that you're like, oh yeah, like that, that is kind of like grody. Yeah. It's like, ew, like why, like why, why can't you just be normal? Do better. (laughs) I don't know. No, I agree. But can we also just talk about real quick? One of the things that, um, absolutely just made me shake my damn head. Um, did you see the video of the food being served at the wedding? Oh yeah. The fucking yeah. pasta. Yeah. What is that serving? Like I don't care how fancy you fucking are. If you're serving me pasta in that portion, I hope you know I'm coming back for seconds, 
thirds, fourths, and fifths. And you know, I don't well, eat a lot either. Alina. <laughs> like, well, I want to know, I want to know though, like what else did they feed them? That's the thing. Like, don't tell, hey, hey, hey. hold on. If someone gave you pasta in that portion size, it doesn't matter what the fuck else is at that, at that fucking bar or, or whatever's being served. You going to be okay with that? First of all, do you think any one of those women at that wedding were eating fucking pasta? No. So all the guys were getting double the portions. That's number one. <laughs> number two, I also take, I am very, very sensitive to this because as you know, we did not do a sit down dinner for our wedding because we wanted people to so remain much up. food. But you that's my so point. That's there. my point. But if you just saw like one little hors d'oeuvre that was passed around, there was a shit ton of them, right? But if you just saw one bit of one picture of one hors d'oeuvre, you would have been like, oh my God, that's nothing. I get it. It's pasta. But still, I'm just saying, devil, devil's advocate over here. I want to know what was the what was on the menu. All I'm gonna say is if a friend, <laughs> if we go to a wedding and a friend serves me pasta in that portion, I don't know if I could ethically continue to be their friend. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Well, no, no, dad. Next time you come over, I'm going to have Mark make pasta and I'm going to serve you this much just because, uh, <laughs> wait, I, ugh, we can't go down this rabbit hole right now. Cause we've got a lot to finish talking about with this, but I do have a very fun story. And I think we should do like an episode, like an am I the asshole episode about this? Cause we had so much mm. fun with the other like kind of wedding related things. I but, um, one of our friends who's here with us in Palm Springs, she was telling us how, um, she went to a wedding the other day and, you know, the bride had told her like, Oh, we're going to do like a ceremony before everyone gets there. And then everyone will come for the party. So she said that like, as the week kind of went on or leading up to the actual wedding, she started to like hear rumblings, that like more and more people were invited. And so the, the bride had like, you know, 50 people for the ceremony. They had a sit down dinner and then they cut the cake. And then another 275 people came after they did not feed them. And then the favor was the cake that they cut at the sit-down dinner. Anyway, talking about wedding, we must do an MIBS whole episode about this, but I just needed to tell you that, you know, in the moral of the story is like, are you, yeah, don't, don't let your guests leave your wedding hungry because you're trash if you do. Um, but okay, going back to, <laughs> going back to D&G, um, yeah. so it's been seven years, right, since that happened? Yeah, and so like, you know me, I'm a big fan of like, at least if there's, I know considering with like accountability culture, I'm going to call it that because I want to separate it out from like cancel culture, um, oh. wanting to keep people accountable for their actions, right? Like there has to be a certain level of space for them to learn. And however, I don't think that that was the case with G&G. Like Gabbana came out with like an apology. Oh, it's not what I meant. He said something along those lines of like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. You know, like those non-apology apologies. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't. I mean, I say them every time I get into a fight with Mark. So, yes, I'm very well versed in them. <laughs> he's like, I didn't mean to hurt anyone, you know? Um, but it wasn't really an apology. And then nobody heard about it for, you know, years until this Kardashian stuff happened. But yeah. I will say what's interesting about this whole debacle is not only is it opening my eyes to, you know, the level of scandal at DNG, but also I think fashion in general. Um, so I went down this rabbit hole, as we all know, because I love going down rabbit holes. And it's quite common in the fashion world, apparently, to have scandal. Like, there was one situation. It wasn't a very well-known brand, um, but I believe it was in Italy where an Italian designer did blackface. 
Um, and this was recently, I think it was in 2019. Then there was oh another situation in 2019 with Burberry. And I think it was autumn, their autumn fall collection or autumn winter collection. Sorry. Um, and they showcased a hoodie with, I guess the strings, what are they called? The drawstring? What, what are they called? The strings on a hoodie. They basically had it in the design of a noose. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how these things get okayed. Um, and then apparently there was another debacle back in 2020 with Gucci where uh, they put a straight jacket um, on a model. And there was, of course, a lot of issues there of given, you know, insensitivity due to mental health and whatnot. Uh, and even Skims. Remember when Kim's Skims brand, originally she wanted to name it Kimono Shapewear? Remember that yes. whole debacle? Um, and I, it's like, it's there's like a laundry list of all of these types of scandals. And I don't necessarily know if it's because fashion is a form of art. And so some people yeah. take it in one direction and, you know, given, you know, sensitivities across the board, it can be misinterpreted in which way, even though it's meant to be art. Um, but yeah, no, it is quite common. It's almost like every season there's some designer or some fashion brand. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's a part of it too. That's like PR because any PR is good PR. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I'm inclined to think that everyone, you know, if you, if you approach someone or you whatever about that, they're, they're always going to come up with, up with a, a way to spin it. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, the noose is representative of the phones that we hold and how they're like our, you know, the suicide to socializing, yeah. wh- whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like people can always fucking spin it in a way. Yeah. Um, I think there are, I think sometimes like people, I mean, you know that I think that sometimes it's just not that fucking serious. Um, I also think that like sometimes people just like take things completely out of context. Like for example, there were some trolls that were like, Oh, look at her tearing down the other woman, blah, blah, blah. And like when I, when I said that, like you could see Courtney's, I think I said chub rub, right? Yeah. First of all, what I actually fucking said was I didn't say she was fat, and I clarified that. So yeah. I never and you mentioned her IVF, like, and it's okay that she's gained weight. It's totally fine. Just wear shit that like fits yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what what I was saying was literally when your fucking dress is so damn short that I see your entire hoo ha as well as where your thighs fucking meet. You're not a like. Yeah. She's not somebody whose thighs meet all the way down her leg, right? Yeah. That's what I was saying. But the point is, like, I just think people also just, like, love to hate and people love to... 100%. Just whatever. And you know me, like, coming from a psychological perspective, like, everyone's, like, projecting based on where their mind is at given their own lived experience. Um, A lot of people, you know, were talking about the fucking dress and going back and forth about the dress. And then there were those who brought in the woman tearing down woman stuff. It just depends on, like, where you're coming at from life, you know? Um, Yeah. So I agree with you. There's even one situation where, and I think this might have been Prada. I can't even remember, but I was reading it. It it was a Ukrainian model and it was recently, and uh, she'd been wearing this piece of jewelry and immediately people went on socials and got so upset about it because it looked like a noose, the necklace. It looked like, because it looked like a knot, like tied or whatever. I mean, that's pretty bad, but. But like it, I mean, I looked at it and I was like, oh, like, I guess. And I like did this. I was like, oh, I can see that it could look like a noose. But in actuality, like it's also just a piece of jewelry, right? Um, And it wasn't like fully around her neck. It was whatever it is. And it's, it's to your point. It's people are going to see what they want to see based on their own lived experience and where they're coming from at that point in their Mm -hmm. life. Right. They could have watched something literally right before seeing the show uh, around suicide prevention or character that was suicidal. And then they're going 
to see this piece of, of fashion and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's so insensitive because it's the perspective yeah. that they're coming from. So, yeah, I mean, me as a wonder, as a good Catholic woman, I saw Courtney's dress and I was like, bitch, you are not going into a church wearing that. And that's how I felt. I was offended Wait, on behalf of my God. Did you grow up Catholic? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were Christian. I didn't realize that you grew up Catholic. No, I'm Catholic. I'm Roman Catholic. I'm not really religious. Oh, that explains (laughs) a lot now. Okay, we're going to do an episode (laughs) on uh, religion, but um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's all just a matter of like I think you as a designer and you know whoever you are that's running a business, like you need to make a decision on how you want to run your shit, right? Do you want to hire somebody that's going to? you know, read into the sensitivities and then, you know, potentially stifle what you might feel as your creativity. Yeah. Right. Do you want to be like Kim who heard the fucking feedback and was like, yo, I want to make money here. This isn't necessarily about a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and change the name of that because I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, offensive or whatever. So, yeah, 100%. um, I like, there is a part of me, don't get me wrong. I think that what they said was disgusting, but there is a part of me that's like, you know what? Gabbana feels the way Gabbana feels. There are people who feel that way. Like it is yeah. what it is. I personally just don't let shit like that bother me because it's like, you know, I won't be able to navigate in life if you're constantly worried about what everyone is thinking. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, so also I wasn't, I wasn't patronizing them before anyway, so it's not that big of a deal for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, speaking of, uh, I feel so far removed from like awareness of these scandals other than due to the wedding and that article you had originally sent me about DNG. Um, because <laughs> we're poor. Exactly. Just saying. Um, and I think the most recent or most like up to date scandal that's like related to us as the normies, if you will, <sighs> is really the concept around fast fashion. Um, and I mean, I'm sure you know what fast fashion is, but maybe for our listeners who may not be aware, but you know, it's a term I think that's been thrown around a lot lately in the past few years, mm-hmm. um, but folks may not know specifically what it entails, but essentially fast fashion, it's a business model where they replicate, you know, recent like catwalk trends or like high fashion trends or just trends in general, um, like, with, you know, they suddenly have dresses with gloves everywhere, bodycon dresses with gloves. Exactly. There was actually like a whole thing where uh, I think it was Kim had worn some dress from Mugler and it oh, got yes. replicated. And I can't remember if it was Fashion Nova that replicated it. And she got extremely upset about it. And I think there was like a lawsuit or something along those lines um, because, you know, once again, it, it's like, well, these designers have worked really hard to come up with these designs and all of a sudden we're replicating these other companies are replicating it on the cheap. But but um, it also happened like less than 24 hours after oh. she wore the dress. They were already like produced. So she was just like, wait a second. It's like what's fucking yes, insane that quick turnaround. Um, but kind of going yeah. back to the description of fast fashion. So Sorry. it's basically, no, no, no. I, I love it when we go off script girl. Yes. Um, but it is essentially when, you know, you take these like high end fashion designs and you, you mass produce them at a really low cost and you bring them to retail stores quickly while demand is at its highest. And a couple of examples of this is, you know, Fashion Nova. We mentioned that earlier. You got Shein, H&M, Zara's, I believe, um, was it, was it, um, Forever 21. Forever 21. There's a couple of, uh, UK brands. Yeah. Top Shop. Um, Poshmark, I think was the other one. Is that what it's called? Yes. Oh no. Um, Stop shop and it's not. I know what you're talking about though, and I can't think of the name of it. It'll come to me. Yeah. Um, 
And so these are all good examples of brands that are all about fast fashion. Um, and they have such a wide variety of things is because they can easily create those things. Now, uh, what's interesting historically about this there's multiple layers around fast fashion, which I think is interesting. One okay. is when you look at historically in the U.S., what we were able to afford and how many articles of clothing we were able to buy, uh, it was all about quality, right? And things lasted a lot longer. So in the 1960s, Americans used to spend about 10% of their income on clothing. And on average, Americans would own or like buy about 25 pieces of clothing on average per year, right? Um, then, of course, you have the rise of like, textile mills and sort of like this boom. Um, and then, you know, lo and behold, fast forward to now where most clothing sources are outsourced to make it cheaper. Um, and oh, and also kind of going back to the original point in the, the 1960s, 95% of clothing was actually made in the U.S. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. 95% of it was made in the U.S. back in the 1960s. That quickly changes once we fast forward to today, uh, where most of everything is outsourced. I think only about 2.5% of clothing um, is actually made in the U.S., only 2.5%. Um, yeah. We utilize around 3% of our income for clothing on average. And on average, Americans purchase about 70 pieces of clothing per year. Well, I was going to say, we can only utilize 3% of our income because the rest of it's going to like fucking milk and shit like <laughs> And our avocados. Our avocado toast, our guys. Our avocados. It's um, importante. Okay. Um, but then Hi. this is the part where you're going to get really sad um, because we all know you're the environmental activist in the group. I mean, I also care about the environment, of course, but I feel like you are, this is like- No, you don't. No, you don't. You I guys do. have plastic water bottles all over that fucking household. Uh, look at Look, look, mom. Show me your refrigerator. I will. I'm going to need you to do a reel later where I, and if I don't <laughs> where you see, see, well, we're no longer drinking sparkling water. Remember that was like a whole contentious point where oh, we're yes. like okay, no more sparkling water allowed. And so we stopped no more sparkling water. We're doing better. I promise. Okay. Um, anyway, back to the Bye. point I was trying to make, this is the part that's going to make you sad. Because uh, environmentally, fast fashion is an absolute fucking disaster. Uh, so we've got massive textile waste uh, since, you know, folks are more likely to throw these cheaper items away versus saving them in their wardrobes or recycling them because the quality is absolute shit. Um, yep. And then... Where once. Right? And then... I mean, you can't be photographed in the same thing more than once for the gram, right? So <laughs> may as well throw it out. For the gram. Meanwhile, I'm over here like literally photographed with the same fucking jacket over and over again. <laughs> so I'm not contributing to this problem. Thank you very much, Alina. Um, but here's the other fascinating aspect is that wardrobes, uh, basically uh, fashion industry contributes to about 10% of CO2 emissions globally, uh, according to sources. Um, and apparently that's more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. And they also estimate, but by the year 2050, fashion may have already um, kind of reached the max carbon emissions that we're supposed to reach in that year. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my God, I don't even know what to say about this. Yeah. Look, little bitches, influencers, I'm going to need you to like dial it back. I'm going to need you to like rent shit from each other. It's kind of crazy, but it's also, you know, it kind of makes sense because we've kind of sold our souls to the concept of like, well, we want to be on trend and it's really about quantity over quality now. Like nobody gives a shit about the quality of like a piece of clothing. Everyone is just like, oh, is this on trend? Oh, how much does it cost? And like fast fashion is cheap. 
Yeah, but I was going to say, I feel like part of part of the reason why people are also more inclined towards fast fashion, fast fashion, fast fashion is because it's so expensive to buy like sustainably sourced stuff, like things made of bamboo or tinsel and stuff. Like it is really, really expensive. It is. So even just things like living, you know, living, reducing your waste at home, like buying the the glass bottles. And I get it; they make they cost more to produce and blah blah blah. But like. It's just, it is really hard for, you know, people to kind of even get into that mindset of trying to be more sustainable because of it. But that's another episode for another day. Yeah. Um, um, but that makes me very sad. Well, that's not all. Um, hold on oh, to your butts, guys. There's more. Um, there's also the water pollution aspect. So oh, a lot of this clothing is, uh, you know, kind of increasing the already massive issue we have with microplastics in the ocean and in our water sources. And then of course there is the, the really fun ethical concerns around labor. Um, As many of us are probably aware of a lot of textile, especially fast fashion sourcers are, um, you know, in Asia in China and Southeast Asia and India, uh, some are in Latin America. Um, but, uh, yeah, these are, you know, areas where unfortunate children are employed. Um, and unfortunately where dangerous working conditions are pretty rampant. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there, there's that. Great. So, Gabbana, um, kids can't be synthetic, but fucking clothes can. And therefore, then we can just be drinking microplastics all the time. Got mm. it. Noted on priorities. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, that that's it's all awful. I'm not going to lie, though, right? Like, there's part of me that's like, I, I really do wish I could buy an entire wardrobe of, like, staples that aren't necessarily killing us, the world, and our children. Mm. Um, but it is. It, I do think it makes it really hard to just just it's cost prohibitive in a lot of ways. And so if I, you know, anybody has any ideas as to how to make that less so like, yo, get on that shit. I guess for me, I'm just kind of curious. Look at you trying to make that money. Yeah. (laughs) So I can go buy those clothes. (laughs) I'm actually kind of curious. Like, you know, I've, I've been reading some articles that talk about how fast fashion is kind of coming to, I don't want to say an end, but like people are becoming wiser to the antics of these fast fashion providers. Oh yeah. Do you think we will get to a point where people will be like, you know, we choose quality over quantity? Really? You don't think so? I don't think so because I don't think that that's like what makes a good Instagram photo. And I really do think that like, that's what the world lives for. The world lives for what's going to, what's going to go viral on TikTok and Instagram. And how am I going to like get the most views? That makes so. me so sad. This 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 episode really depressed me today. Let's talk about something happy. Come on. Um Mom anything, please. Um I don't oh know. <laughs> this is really sad. Um no, this is like really, really, really sad. But that I don't have anything happy to talk about other than we're going to happy hour and I'm in Palm Springs. So <laughs> and we get to see each other later this week. I know. I'm so excited actually to see you. Yay. Yeah. Um, um yeah, yeah. I mean, we're actually really excited, guys, because we're gonna be filming live for next week. Just a reminder. And we're gonna be having a very good friend of ours, Josh, joining us. Um, and we're gonna have some really great content for you all. So I think that's that's the positive note I think we should leave on. I totally agree with that. And also just because Maddie has to be a little positive Pam, you know, I have to do it. Um, even though it seems like there's no, 
I don't want to say end in sight to this sort of disaster that we're inflicting upon ourselves in the earth. Oh, God. I do feel like we can still make a difference on an individual level. So just like do the best that you don't can. Take, just do the best that you can. Yeah. Recycle. Recycle. Just start with recycling. You know, Meatless Mondays. I'm actually okay. doing a good job of now looking at flights whenever I'm playing and looking at things that are, you know, green emissions where it's like neutral carbon emissions. I love that. Yeah. It's I'm like, so proud. You, like there's things that we can do, I think, as a society. And then also like pressure the dumb fucks who are wasting um, carbon emissions so nonchalantly. I'm looking at you, Leo, with your private jets and Kardashian <laughs> family. Just saying. Yeah, pressure your friend. Just peer pressure. And look at this. I, I convinced Maddie and Pierre to stop drinking sparkling water because they were going through, I don't even know how many plastic bottles a day. And look, look how it worked out. Everybody's happy. <laughs> we also had moved to glass bottles too shortly after that conversation. And then we were just like, yeah. enough, with the, enough with the sparkling. Enough. Yeah, enough. Our enough. teeth are rotting. It, it's enough now. Um, anyway, on that right, note, well. y'all. We'll see you live next week from Sounds good. LA, baby. Bye, y'all. Bye. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 